Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Easter, everyone. So glad you're joining us today. We're using this book, Strength to Love, a series of sermons that Martin Luther King Jr. gave back in the 1950s. And I think that's where I want to start. In 1957, April 21st, Dr. King said that Easter answers three primary questions that all people of faith are interested in. Is life everlasting? Is the physical, visible, or spiritual more real? And last, does life have to be hard? Do we have to go through a surrender in order to have a resurrection? So I want to talk about the three of those today. First of all, is life everlasting? Well, certainly the resurrection of Jesus represents that symbol of everlasting life. But you know, in, in terms of even science of mind and most of the world religions, there always is something that comes next. Now, the different world religions may not agree exactly on what that is. Uh, some, of course, believe in reincarnation. Some believe in a traditional idea of heaven. Ernest Holmes is famous for calling it a upward spiral of consciousness that wherever we would be it would be greater than we were here on this earthly plane but certainly all of the world's religions agree there is something more than just this physical life and that leads us into question number two dr king also asked is the physical the visible or the spiritual which is more important which is actually more real and i wanted to read just a little bit of his sermon here i would swear you could confuse this for dr ernest holmes instead of dr martin luther king jr here's what he says so he's addressing his uh, congregation in montgomery alabama this is uh, easter sunday in 1957 he says you look up here this morning and you hear someone talking and you cry out yes i see you martin luther king but i'm here to tell you this morning that you don't see me no you look here and you just see my body you see my external being you see something that's merely a manifestation of something else but the real me you shall never see. You can never see my mind. You can never see my ideas. You can never see my consciousness. You can only see my body. And my body isn't who I am. And he goes on to say, and so this Easter morning, Easter tells us that everything that we see is only a shadow cast by that which we do not see the invisible is a shadow cast by the invisible easter cries out to us that the idealists are right that it is ultimately mind ultimately personality ultimately our spirit that is eternal not merely these material things and his third question that he says easter answers i want to spend a little bit more time on he also says that we do not necessarily have to go through a great loss to experience great newness. We do not have to be crucified in order to rise. We do not have to go through something terrible in order to express newness. But, but I would say we have to be willing to give up the things that stand in the way of newness 
We have to be willing to give up some of the things that keep us stuck, that keep us in a rut, that keep us experiencing the same days over and over again. The things that, whether we're aware of them or not, hold us fixed like a bug in amber. Are we willing to give up some of our comfortableness in order to achieve some of our greatness? And so today I want to lead you in a couple processes that I think will answer this question. And the first one's kind of fun. When we've been going through this book, I've been trying to decide, well, well, where was I and what was I doing at the same time that Dr. King was doing some of these speeches? And I had to conclude that as a kid, I was in a lumber camp in Deadwood, Oregon. My, my father, I know, I know. <laughs> Humble beginnings, right? My father was a logger and my mom cooked the meals for the, the men living in the lumber camp. And, and uh, I was three and four and five years old when this was going on. And I still have a vivid memory that I'd like to share with you. And I think we can use it today. So my dad had this old blue pickup. This is back when pickups had the real rounded bumpers. and Right? It's like a Ford pickup from probably 1948 or something like that. It was blue, but I got to tell you, it was more rust <laughs> than it was blue. But it still ran, and he loved that truck. And I still have very vivid early memories on some of those logging rides. I would sit on bent seat, of course, my mom on one side, my dad on the other. But I was facing backwards. I was looking through that window, watching these giant trees, right? 100 foot, 200 foot tall Douglas firs go by and fade into the distance. For some reason, that memory has stuck with me. And I like to think that this is a metaphor for our own lives in that sometimes we have to let go of the past. Sometimes we have to allow our doubts and our fears and the things that are standing in the way fade into the distance, even as those giant Douglas firs would get smaller and smaller and smaller. I think there was a little part of me that just couldn't figure out how it worked. Why did that big tree <laughs> look so much smaller just as the truck would pull along? And so today, I'd like to use this as a metaphor for doing some surrender of our own. And so if you're willing, please close your eyes for a moment. Just allow yourself to sit comfortably and just notice your breathing. We breathe in and out all day long, of course, but we seldom pay much attention to it. Just allow yourself to rest easily. Feel your breath as it comes in against your nostrils. Just notice a couple breaths. And notice that you can control your breathing, of course. Just change our breathing a little bit to have it be even and slower than usual for just a moment. Breathe in. Just hold it for a moment and then breathe out. With each breath, the outside world is going to fade slightly more into the background. The small sights and sound around us seem less present. The world of our imagination becomes more active. Imagine with me that we're in a blue pickup. We're staring out the back window. The pickup right now is motionless. 
And someone that you trust completely is behind the wheel. It might be someone you know. It might be a trusted figure. It might even be one of the ascended spiritual masters. Someone that you trust completely is driving. And now continue to use your mind and think of something that's standing in the way of you having the good life. Just think of something that's maybe holding you back, something that's bothering you, something that's weighing you down or causing you problems. It might be a physical condition. It might be a poorly paying job. It might be a belief that you don't deserve the good life. It might be something that has stood in your way for years or something that has just come up recently to make you feel blocked. So picture this negative thing or a symbol of it standing behind the pickup. There it is, standing in the road. You're looking out over the blue pickup and there it is in the road. Just notice how big it is. Notice how solid it is. And notice how you feel about it. It's okay if you feel angry or resentful of this situation or this thing or this idea that blocks you or limits you. It's been keeping you from the good life. Just picture it behind you as you sit in the blue truck. There it is, standing firm in its obstructive nature. At your command, the driver of the pickup starts to slowly pull away to go down the road into the future. And with childlike wonder, you watch this symbol of lack of limitation or disease begin to shrink. The further the blue pickup goes, the smaller it gets. You've gone down the road of life enough so that the troubling symbol is now half its original size. The blue truck pauses for a minute as you reflect. How does it feel to have this trouble, this unwelcome idea, this happening, now half of its size? Can you feel it loosening the hold that it has on you? You motion to your trusted driver and the pickup begins to move forward again. Your trouble begins to get progressively smaller and smaller. And any weight or hold that it has on you decreases with every inch of forward momentum. The pickup goes a little farther yet and you ask the driver to stop. Your trouble is now right on the horizon. It has diminished to just a speck where the road meets the sky. You can't even really make out the details of it anymore. You wonder how it could have been so important, so obstructive. You wonder how it could have had any hold on you at all. Once more, you single to the driver to move forward and your trouble is gone. 
although it may still be sitting in that road, it's gone from your life, you do not need to ever go back down that road again. You are now free to turn around in the cab, notice the trees and greenery come into view and pass by on either side. This represents the present moment, the moment of all possibilities. And so I invite you to open your eyes. The blue pickup meditation, I think, helps us to realize that we have to make space for newness. We can't allow the things that have held us up in the past to still have that weight on us, to be that, that blocking agent. And if we want to experience newness, perhaps we do have to surrender some of the things that are holding us back, whether they're mental, whether they're physical. We have to be willing to give up something from the past in order to expect something wonderful to be here for us now. All right, it's time to move into newness. And I think, of course, it's time then for my traditional Easter joke. Oh, and I think I managed to find the worst one ever, by the way. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you think. So it was inevitable, I suppose. But at seven years old, my son began to have doubts about the Easter bunny. He talked about it over with other kids at school. And much to my chagrin, he watched an episode about rabbits on the Nature Channel. Two days before Easter, he came to me, and it was much worse, so much worse than I had thought. He said, I figured out something about the Easter Bunny, but I believe that it's also true about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. I took a breath. My little boy had grown into a man. The end of childhood. Thinking he'd grown up all at once, I said, with a tightness in my throat. Um, what is that, son? He replied, they're all nocturnal. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did ya? <laughs> and so my question is, can we put some childhood delight into what we'd like to see for ourselves coming up this year. In a moment, we're going to do a little ritual where online Reverend Marilyn and here in the sanctuary, three of us are going to be blessing some intentions for you personally this year. But before that, I'd like to lead you in one more very short meditation that I think might help us be prepared for newness in our lives. So once again, I invite you to follow your breathing into just a calm and restful position. Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that. And picture yourself just someplace safe, someplace comfortable. It might be a special place that you have in your, in your memory where you always felt just loved and appreciated. A sanctuary of your mind. In this safe place, you can truly be yourself. You can explore new thoughts and beliefs. You don't have to worry about what other people might think. You can try out new ideas without the opinions of others. So we've already let go of something that's been standing in our way. We saw it go out of sight from the back of the blue pickup. 
There's nothing now that can keep us from experiencing something new, something powerful, something that will change our lives forever. And I'd like to ask a question for you to contemplate. It's a question designed to allow you to move forward. It can set you upon a course of evolution of greater life, greater wholeness, greater consciousness. Every person will answer the question differently, and all answers are correct. Here's the question. What one thing would you like to change about your life in 2022? What one thing, if it were to be changed or healed or made different, would make all the difference? So allow the answers to this question to just flood your mind. What one thing would you like to change about your life this year? What change, what newness would make all the difference? Once you have it in your mind, use your imagination to picture your life already changed. That thing has already taken place. That healing has already happened. That new job or new way of being or a new way of thinking is already yours. Just notice the positive impacts of this wonderful change in your life. Picture them all in your mind and feel the effect of them. How do you feel? Joyous? Free? Loved? Alive? And think of all the words that you might use to describe this change, this newness. This is your personal resurrection. You have moved beyond the past into a new day and a new life. But a resurrection is also a sacred covenant with God. And covenants have two parts, what you will do and what God will do. God's part of the covenant is to fill in the how this will happen. It is God's good pleasure to bring you the newness and changes you desire. God has the power and the presence to make these changes regardless of their complexity or human doubt. But you must fulfill your part of the covenant as well. You must agree to be guided by spirit and to allow the past to remain in the past. There's no going back that road again. It is your job to keep moving out of the old fears, the old troubles, allow them to just be out there on the horizon, never to trouble you again. I now invite you all to come back into the room with this vision of a changed life and changed mind. We're going to personally witness and bless this vision of newness here in the sanctuary in a few minutes. So I invite you, if you like, to take your gift or your tithe, whatever it is you'd like to share with us today. If you're online, you can go to our website at cslportland.org slash donate to make a contribution. And I invite you to repeat after me, Graciously I give, from a place of love, knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. Would the ushers please begin receiving the gifts?
So bless you all for being here with us today. Bless you online for those of you that uh, that had your intentions for newness blessed by Reverend Marilyn as well. We're going to do a little bit different benediction today. I'd like you to stand. And I know we we'd normally do a very sweet one. Today I'm going to give you a responsive reading and all you have to remember is four words. I am reborn today. So let's try it out. I am reborn today. So I'm going to say something, and then you're going to say, I am reborn today. All right, you ready? All right. I release any belief in a need for war, poverty, or disease. I am reborn today. I let go of any attachment to judgment and gossip. I am reborn today. I know that the universe is unlimited. I am reborn today. I accept my authentic power. I am reborn today. 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 The divine presence of love is with you always. And if any time during the day or night, when forgetfulness comes upon you, simply go within and remember that you are always, always loved. And in gratitude for this certainty, I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.